0: Well, over the past three Sundays, we've been looking at and asking the questions of why did Jesus come? Then we looked at the miracle of how He came. And today we're going to continue with that that theme. We're going to go a little bit further into Luke's Gospel in that second chapter. And just as a reminder, let, let's, let's remind ourselves, why did Jesus came? If we could boil it down into just a few words, why did He come? He came on account of sin. And, and we get that from Romans, the 8th chapter, verses 3 and 4. The reason of why He came. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God did, how? By sending His own son. Well, how did he send him? Well, we talked about that. He sent him in in a manger, born of a virgin. God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. That's why Jesus came. He condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirements of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. In other words, the children of God. If you're born of the Spirit, you are His. That's to be born again, born of the Spirit. Jesus came because of sin. He came to bear the penalty for sin, the cost of sin, by going to the cross, by bearing the penalty for everyone who would believe, who would believe on account of sin. And He came through the miracle of the virgin birth in Galatians 4, 4 and 5. But when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law. And here's another reason why, or it's the same reason why. To redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. So He came to be that perfect sacrificial lamb to redeem us, to bear away the sins of those who believe His gospel. In First John 4, verses 9 and 10. 1 John 4, 9 and 10. In this the love of God was manifested toward us. Well, how? How was His love, the love of God revealed to us? How was His love manifested to us? That God sent His only begotten Son into the world. How did He send Him? Through the virgin birth. That God sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. Because before we were dead in our trespasses and sins, were we not? He came so that we might live through Him. And this is love. Not that we love God. No. No, we didn't love Him. We were enemies. We were enemies of God. We were enemies of the cross. Not that we loved God. But that He loved us. And sent His Son to be the propitiation, the payment, the ransom for our sins. He came on account of sin. He came to bring light in a dark place. We didn't sing the song this morning. I believe we've sung it the last several Sundays. It's got a lyric that says, Light of the world, you came down into darkness. Open my eyes, let me see. Beauty that made this heart adore you, hope of a life found in you. So what, what a blessing. He came down into a world of darkness. And, and, and as children of God, we can take that a little bit farther. He came down into my darkness and shone light into darkness. In Matthew 4, verses 12 through 16. In this, but when Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, John the Baptist, he departed to Galilee, and leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is by the sea, in the regions of Zebulon and Naphtali, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, and, and then he, he's quoting Isaiah 9, one, The land of Zebulon, then the land of Naphtali, by the way of the sea, beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. And listen to this. The people who sat in darkness. How many people was that? That was all of us. That was all of us. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And upon those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. Who's the light? Who's it talking about? It gives us an idea. Look at light uh, on the screen. It's capitalized because that's talking about someone. That's talking about Jesus Christ. The light that has dawned. In 2 Peter, the first chapter, verse 19. And And so we have this prophetic word confirmed. Everything that was prophesied, now confirmed when Jesus Christ was manifest. So we have this prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place (laughs) until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Isaiah 60, verse 1. Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen. Upon you. John first chapter first five verses. In the beginning was the word. Who, who was the word? Let, let there no, be no doubt about it. Though some false religions will try to change this. Jesus was the word. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. God. He was in the beginning with God, all things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. In John 12, verse 46, where Jesus said, I have come as a light into the world, that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. See the world set in darkness; the world was shrouded in the shadow of death. But then light dawned. Then Jesus came to shine light into our darkness that we might see. Now that we, we read it earlier, if we just do verse sixteen in Matthew four. And the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And upon those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. The light has come. Eternal life through Jesus Christ. Because we know that we all once sat in the region of darkness and the shadow of death. Ephesians 5 verse 8. For you were once what, say it with me, darkness. Who's the you? It's all of us. It's all of us. For you were once darkness. But now you are say it light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. See there there were given a command. So we're reminded of where we were We're reminded of who we now are. And we're reminded of what we should be doing. Walking as children of light. There's your resolve. There's your resolution. Lord, help me this coming year to to walk as I should. To walk in the light. To walk in the light. All once in darkness. We know that because we've been going through Romans for quite some time. We know all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We know that there's none righteous, no, not one, but Christ has come that we might have the light of life. There's your introduction. Heavenly Father, even now as we come to your word, I pray that what we know not teach us, what we have not give us, and perhaps more importantly, Father, who we are not make us. For Christ's name and in his sake I pray. Amen. So now let's go to to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. I forgot exactly. I didn't write down what verse we ended up with last Sunday. But that's okay. You can fill in the gap. Uh, I think we... I think we left off where the angel and the multitude of angels were there with the shepherds. And, and you can go back and read a few verses there that talks about where the shepherds went and, and, and Mary uh, held these things in her heart. And now we come to this. We come to Luke 2, verses 21. And we're going to read several verses here. We're going to read through verse 32. We've been talking about light. And, and here, from the very beginning, Jesus is eight days old. At this time. And when eight days were completed for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Now, when the days of her purification, this is Mary's purification, according to the law of Moses, were completed, they brought him, they brought Jesus to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As as it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And behold, there was a man of Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout. Waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. Was the Holy Spirit upon the earth? Yes. Yes, at all times. I know we have a a special event at Pentecost. But the, the Holy Spirit was on the earth at all times. All times. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Let me pause there for a minute. What a promise is that? A promise of the Lord. You're not going to die until you get to see the Messiah. What a promise. Verse 27. So he came by the Spirit into the temple was it his day to be there i don't know but we do know this the spirit of god told him to go you be there you be there simeon today's your day (laughs) Isn't, isn't that great so he came by the spirit into the temple and when the parents brought in the child jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law we know what we're talking about here right Circumcision and according to the law. He, Simeon, took him, Jesus, up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation. Simeon knew. By the power of the Holy Spirit, Simeon knew who he was holding in his hand. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. Aren't you thankful? Aren't you thankful for that verse? A light to bring revelation to the Gentiles. A a glorious statement, a, a glorious truth. Not just to the Jews, but to those who were afar off. Those who were outside the covenant of promise, brought near by the blood of Jesus Christ. Let's go to Ephesians 2. We have to go there, don't we? Let's go to Ephesians 2, verses 11 through 13. Therefore, remember that you, once Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision made in the flesh by hands, that at that time you were without Christ being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. I believe, you, you, Brian, you talked about this a couple of weeks ago. But now, but now, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Child of God, we should all be saying praise His holy name. Hallelujah. Because we have been brought near by the blood of Christ. And if you drop down to verse 19. Now, therefore, because you have been brought near, you are no longer strangers and foreigners. Not on the outside looking in anymore. But fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Jesus Christ, the light, has come. And shone into a dark place. And has called us and made us His own. John 8, verse 12. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. We'll go a little further in the book of John, chapter 12, verse 46. I have come as a light in the world that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. That whoever believes in me shall not abide in darkness. And there we come to the question again, don't we? Do you believe? The most important question on the face of this planet to ask anyone, do you believe the gospel of Jesus Christ? Oh, yeah, I believe. No, do, do, you, do you believe unto salvation by grace through faith? Is it is it that kind of belief? Not, not just a belief that even the demons have and, and, they, and they know and they tremble because they know what their end will be. Have you had that moment where you tremble because the Lord has shown light into darkness and revealed your sin and you tremble before most holy God? Because you knew at that moment, without him, hell was real. Do you believe? We're going to read a portion in John 3 that we read quite often. We're going to add a few verses a little further deeper that we usually don't read. And you're going to see why when we get there. Because we've been talking about the light. have been talking about the light. Begin at verse 14, John 3, verse 14. We're going to read through 21. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Let me emphasize that again. Must. This, the cross had to happen for us to have eternal life, for, for us to have salvation, to be redeemed. This must happen. The Son of, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world. He didn't have to condemn the world. It was condemned already, wasn't it? He didn't send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. He who believes in Him is not condemned. Oh, but listen to this. But he who does not believe is condemned already. Why? Because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Now, verse 19, and this is the condemnation. Now, here it is. Here it is. And this is the condemnation that the light has come unto the world and men love darkness rather than light. That's still today, isn't it? That's still going on today. And this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light, and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. Let me pause there for a minute. Does the Word of God expose sin? Yes. Yes, it does. It exposes sin. People hate that who are in darkness. Most hate that. For some, perhaps, it is at that moment that the Lord is going to perform a miracle of regeneration. And for, for them, that would be a glorious moment. But for, I think I could say for most, they hate it when they're confronted about their sin. And you see that all over <laughs> in this world we're living in today, don't we? But also remember this, there's nothing new under the sun, amen? It's been going on for thousands of years. For everyone practicing evil, there's a lot of people practicing evil. That's their way of life. It's their lifestyle. Don't talk to me about my lifestyle. Got to be politically correct. No, we have to be, child of God, we have to be biblically correct, amen? Biblically correct and not ashamed of it. We must be biblically correct. For everyone who practices evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. So come to the light. Come to the light. Believe that your condemnation might be removed. That you might be saved from the wrath to come. John 12 verse 36. While you have the light. Believe in the light. That you may become sons of light. That's it isn't it? That's it. These things Jesus spoke and departed. And was hidden from them. So I pray that the Lord would have mercy and open eyes to see him. That the Lord would perform a miracle that only he can perform in shining light into darkness and drawing people to himself. In Acts 26, verse 18. Why did Jesus come? To open their eyes. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord, to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light. That's why I came. In order to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me, in the Lord. Call upon Him. believing, confessing and repenting. Receive Christ. And He will give you the light of life. And this morning, if you have received Christ, <laughs> then rejoice. Then rejoice giving thanks to Him for calling you out of darkness into His marvelous light. In in 1 Peter 2, verses 9 and 10. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, His own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light, who once were not a people, but are now the people of God who have obtained mercy, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. That's for the born again. That's a cause for rejoicing, that we have obtained mercy. In 2 Corinthians 4, 6, For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shone in our hearts, to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. See, it is through Christ, the light of the world, through Him. Ephesians 5, verses 8 and 9. For you were once darkness, but now you are a light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. There's a call for the children of God to walk as children of light, to to find out what is acceptable to the Lord. How are we going to, how are we going to do that? How am I going to find out what is acceptable to the Lord? Brother Kevin read a verse from, from uh, Timothy talking about faithful men. Uh, and I... <laughs> I'm so thankful the Lord has enabled me and called me to be able to preach. I am. But I know this. All I can really do is point you to this. That's my call. That's my call. Remind them of this. Remind them of what the Word of God has said. And encourage them to read it. To read it. That they may find out what is acceptable to you, Lord. You want to know what's acceptable to the Lord? There it is. There's your road map. There's your instructions to tell you how to live here on this earth. 1 John 1, 5 through 5-7 This is the message which we have heard from Him and declare to you that God is light. profess or confess that they are walking in the light, but their practice of life is far different from what the Word of God says. True? There are many professors, but by their fruit you'll know them. Walk in the light. Practice the truth. Not have a, 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 a lifestyle that is a practice of sin and only sin. Always only disobedience. Will, will, will the true child of God sin? Yes. But aren't you thankful that He is faithful and just? And will cleanse us from all our sin. Just call upon Him and repent. He cleanses us. For, for the true born again child of God, are we ever not a child of God? Is there anything you can do that, that could remove that, that name from you? Child of God, what 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 can pluck us out of His hand? Nothing, nothing. For those who are truly born again, how do you know if someone's truly born again? They will endure to the end. There, there's, your, there's your true mark of someone who has true salvation and not a false profession of faith. They will endure through flame or flood, through whatever may come, and they will endure to the end. There's the true of how you can know that someone is a true born-again child of God. If We say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness. We lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. Let's go to First Thessalonians 5, verses 1 through 6. But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you, for you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord has come, that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then suddenly destruction comes upon him, upon them, as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. For you are sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. You want a, you want a New Year's resolution? Lord, help me to to set a guard on the wall. Help me set a watch. Lord, help, help me, Lord, put... Guard my tongue. Guard help me, Lord, to guard my actions. To guard my thoughts. Lord help me set a watch and be sober. For the children of God, Matthew five, verses fourteen through sixteen. You are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and pat you on the back. No, 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 no. That they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. May the true believer never be tempted to put a basket over their light. Are we tempted to do that? <laughs> yeah. Because we're in a group of people and we're hearing all these conversations that kind of come up contrary to the Word of God and contrary to truth. And uh, I know if I say something, it's going to stir up a big hornet's nest. And here we go. I'm just going to, here, just get, hey, give me that basket. I'm just going to put it over my light. It happens, doesn't it? Let's not be ashamed. But do this as the Holy Spirit prompts you. And you'll know. You'll know if you need to speak, pray. Lord, should I say something? Or should I shake off the dust of my feet and just walk away? Just pray. And let the Holy Spirit speak to you. And then... Speak truth in love. That's key. That's key. Don't go beating somebody up with the Bible. But have compassion. Show them the truth in love. In love. And may we always walk worthy of our calling. Colossians 1, 9 through 9-14. Colossians 1. 9 through 14. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to His glorious power for all patience and long-suffering long suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. So, for the child of God, man, that's a good prayer, and that's a good prayer. Make that a resolve. make it a new start if you need a new start. Have you been slack? How's your yeah, and when I'm asking these questions, I'm asking myself, how's your prayer life been? How's your Bible study time been? Philippians 2, verses 14 and 15. Here's for the children of God. Do all things without complaining or disputing. (laughs) Oh, there's a big one, isn't it? Without complaining, without disputing. It's talking about our witness before others here, isn't it? How will others see us? How have they seen us? In the previous year, and what's our resolve that we would like others to see for the coming new year? Do all things without complaining and disputing. Why? That you may become blameless and harmless, children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. That's what we're called to do, to let our light shine there there's this, I think we, we learned this as kids, and it just repeats over and over. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine. Let it shine. That's, that's what we're called to do. That's what we're called to do. Let our light shine. Let our light shine. Psalms 27, verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Read, read it with me. Read it with me. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? One more time, Isaiah 60, verse 1. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Child of God, give thanks that He has shone into darkness. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for your word. It, it is truth, and it shows us the light. So, Father, I pray, should there be someone who is even here today listening or someone who would be listening to this sermon at a later time, if they are yet in darkness, Lord, I pray that you would perform a miracle that only you can do. That you would shine light into a dark place. That you would illumine them. And Lord, upon that moment, when you would shine light into darkness, they they would see their sin. They would see you as most holy God. They would see themselves as sinners before you. And Lord, that they would have no other recourse than to fall on their face before you. Lord, I pray that You would grant them repentance as they would cry out confessing their sins to You. Lord, I pray that You would grant them faith to believe. I, I, I pray that You would draw them close to Yourself. Call them Your own Father and help them to walk in the light the remainder of their days. And, Lord, for those of us who are born again, who have the light of Christ in us, help us to shine as lights in the midst of a wicked and perverse world. Lord, help us to be the light in the world that you are calling us to be. Lord, help me to shine the light in love. Help us, Father, we need you. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.